0: Welcome to Ben in
1: Charge. I'm Kevin Decker. And I'm Tony Flynn. Today's episode, Season 11, Episode 22, is Let's Flee in Panic Soon. In other words, gather your inner resources, make sure you have your passport and somebody's credit card, Mm -hmm. and then run away. Yeah, this is not a survivalist situation. We are
0: not telling you to hunker down and try and just make it through. This is a Bay of Pigs situation. You need to get the heck out of Florida. And stay
2: out.
1: (laughs) I think the sooner that's accomplished, the happier everybody will be. be, You know, Cuba's (laughs) a pretty nice place. Apart from the recent hurricane, maybe people in Florida would be happier in Cuba. Yeah, maybe they would. That's not a controversial statement. No, no, I, I don't think it is. Arrest? I
0: think since Cuba's been in a couple of James Bond movies, it's okay
1: to talk about it. <laughs> what so. a great rationale. But, yeah. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. But can you remember any time recently that you fled in panic after a pause?
0: Oh, You know, I can't, but I do remember years and years ago in St. Louis when there were terrible flooding. And for some reason, my father took like nine-year-old Kevin with him down to go lay sandbags. Why? I have no idea, you know. What's the matter
1: with your brother? Maybe
0: I was small enough to, you know, crawl through the—well, he was only like two, so he's less of a Well, but use.
1: still, both of you could have been used—when leaks pop through, you could have been wedged the Yes, them.
0: that's true. And as long as they put me feet first, I wouldn't have complained either. But some lady who lived close to the river was like, You can't have that nine year old by the sandbags, this is dangerous. And she took me in and fed me cookies all night. It was awesome. And your
1: parents never saw you again no, and they she didn't. raised you they, they and didn't. sent you to a child labor force camp at an early age.
0: Yeah, uh, I called her Yahya and then she sent me away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Don't
1: call anyone Yah Yeah. That was what set her off, I think. Right. And why she called the camp. Yeah, that's why you were sent away. Well, I have not had such experiences. Yeah. I've never been used to plug a hole in a sandbag and <laughs> really relieved. But it still could happen, so I'm watching myself. You
0: know, it's interesting. The farther we get into this final season, the more private confessions are really coming out for both of us.
1: It's I've true. never
0: been stuffed in between <laughs> sandbags to
1: start a flow. Well, our pattern is that I persuade you to say something horrible that happened to you and then my confession is that's never happened, <laughs> that's to, never me. happened to me. That so that's is what pattern. I reveal about myself. That is the pattern, yes. He's yeah. a
0: he's a man of mystery. Uh,
1: <laughs> a man to whom nothing has happened and nothing will. <laughs> well
0: This episode will happen to you, Tony, and it's something that we should flee in panic, probably.
1: But not until it's over so soon.
0: Yeah, that's true. Stay in front of your radio as the disaster unfolds, and then in about 29 minutes, you can go.
1: Right, Uh, (laughs) but not until then. We'll be checking.
0: We're going to start off today with another look at our pal Jack Shambles, Tony. What is Jack's latest adventure?
1: Well, Jack's latest adventure is to get a career as an apprentice, unpaid (laughs) locksmith. He's being apprenticed to a locksmith in hopes of one day being allowed to re-enter the house where he was born and from which his mother has expelled him. But he needs to get a job, and, uh, and the locksmith promises to pay him a dollar if he works for a few hours.
0: I understand this story has been optioned by a major Bollywood studio. <laughs> I would like to see it on the screen. That's I all would I'm too. Saying.
1: And by the way, you do a hell of a job as Jack Shambles. Oh, thank Kevin. you.
0: You do. That's a kind of a passive-aggressive uh,
1: <laughs> uh, thing to say, but I know. But you're going to make about as much money as Jack Shambles yeah, that's, himself. That's true. Does. we both have
0: that in front of us? Yeah. After that,
1: we have a commercial for glass. Yeah. Uh, glass. We get to learn what happens if there is no glass. Why that would be a bad thing. So if you wanted to think you could get by without glass, we're going to shatter that naive (laughs) perception. I I
0: see what you did there. This is almost a comedy show now. (laughs) Uh, After that, we have yet another commercial because, you know, we do rely on these supporters. Grandpa's landscaping. Grandpa has a plan for your yard. (laughs) Uh, It's just not the one you think.
1: And it's also not one he's really willing to put out much effort to bring about. Yeah, that's true. So you just got to have the uh, hot compresses, the cold compresses, and a lot of aspirin when Grandpa comes by to do your landscaping.
0: And finally, we are going to look in at our favorite mafia goons, Aiden and Largo. This sketch, the last in the Aiden and Largo various series that they've appeared in, is Aiden and Largo retire, or at least they try to go straight. They go back to where they got their start on the beach at San Jaquenta. Uh, They are trying to enjoy pina coladas and boilermakers and kick (laughs) kids off of the part of the beach that's reserved for a surf
1: school. Can I just say, Kevin, listeners, you should realize that Kevin was the one who created these characters. (laughs) But given the way um, Kevin and I steal from each other, (laughs) I was so possessed by these two characters. I wrote. Aiden and Largo into whatever I could yeah, just so that yeah. I could listen to their voices again. I love these guys and I'm gonna miss them terribly. Cause this is it. No more Aiden and Largo.
3: And now it's time for Jack Shambles, Man Child of Mystery. Out of the darkness, out of the shadows. From behind those living room curtains comes a man more man than child more child than man for whom basement dwelling has been a way of life jack shambles a 37 year old ungrateful little incel has been kicked out of the house by his mother and stripped of his cell phone and debit card none of which he'd been paying for anyway barely escaping arrest for trespassing and vagrancy Jack accepts the offer of an apprenticeship to the locksmith, currently rekeying
4: the locks to what used to be his own house. Well, that just about does it, Jack. Check that the keys work. No, you're holding that key upside down. Try again. Jeez, you don't get outside the house much, do you? Oh, I've been
0: outside before. And today it's been like all day.
4: It's actually been like 45 minutes. Now load up these tools in the van, and I'll give you that dollar I promised. Okay. And here's your dollar.
0: It doesn't look very clean. Well,
4: neither do you.
0: Could I, you know, have a key as a tip?
4: Okay. Here, take this old one. All right. Socks and shoes, here I come. Hey, this key doesn't work. I'm even holding it right. That's because it's, as I said, an old one from before I changed the locks. Oh, that is so not fair. Your mom was very clear. No key until you get a job.
0: But, but don't I have a job
4: now? With you doing this? This isn't a job. It's a probationary apprenticeship. Just one step above an unpaid internship. Above, huh? So it's kind of like I'm already climbing the career ladder, right? No. An apprenticeship means that for a long time, you just carry stuff for me and get yelled at a lot.
0: Yelled at? Why?
4: Because I have you for an apprentice. Now, I'm heading back to the shop. See you around. Maybe. But wait. Can I have a ride? Aren't I your apprentice? Probationary. And no. Besides, I don't need you for anything now.
0: You could yell at me a lot.
4: That's not really as much fun as you make it sound.
0: But what am I supposed to do now? I feel like I'm missing lunch. I could really use a half sandwich about now.
4: If I were you, I'd find a way to get picked up by the cops. No way! That sounds really scary. I hear they serve lunch, though. And that neighbor lady, Viola, seemed pretty ready to hand you over to them. That's right. Just give me an excuse. I'm calling the cops now. Sounds like you're in luck, Jack. You'll be chowing down on white bread and gravy in no time.
0: But uh, I haven't done anything wrong.
4: But you haven't done anything right, either. Look how you handled those keys. I'd use that to plead your case.
0: But don't I need to commit some sort of crime first? I haven't broken any laws. That's what they all
4: say in the joint.
0: I thought it was in stir, not in the joint.
4: I guess you're about to find out for sure which...
0: You again? What is it now? I don't know. I didn't call you.
5: It was that mean neighbor lady again. Okay, lady. What's he supposed to have done this time?
4: Well, I saw him. Uh, I saw him. What? I don't know. His mom just thought it would do him good to spend some time in the big house.
5: The big house is prison, not jail. So then is jail in the joint or in stir? Well, it depends on the region. The correctional industry draws upon a range of different idioms. Downtown Lower Heights, we call it the slammer.
4: Whatever. Aren't you going to arrest him? What for? Well, that's up to you, isn't it?
5: I guess. So, buddy, are you ready to spend some time in the slammer? I don't know. What would I be having for lunch? Brown gravy poured over a slice of white bread, same as always. But in spite of what this mean neighbor later says...
4: My name's Viola.
5: In spite of what Viola says, we can't arrest you if you haven't committed a crime. What if I bribed you with this dollar
0: to have chunks of meat in that gravy?
5: Uh, How do I know that's your dollar? Uh, I I don't know. Do dollars have security codes? I'm just funnin' with you. Hands behind your back. Bribing a cop? That's a felony. That's all the time
3: we have now for Jack Shambles' Man Child of Mystery. Handcuffed in a police car and headed for a stint in the slammer, Jack's situation has gone from worse to even more worse. Is his career as a locksmith's probationary apprentice now in danger? Tune in again next time when we'll hear Jack say... Uh, officer? What
0: about my gravy bread lunch?
3: And we hear the
5: officer respond... You got yourself arrested too late, Jack. Lunch was over with five minutes ago. You're listening to Men in Charge. And now, this message from our sponsor. This portion of Men in Charge is brought to you this week by Glass. Listener, have you ever been reading quietly to yourself late at night when all of a sudden the power goes out? Bingo! No power, no lights. No more reading in bed for you, Buster. Now imagine it's late at night. And the power is on. But there is no glass. Therefore, no light bulbs. And without light bulbs, it's lights out. A world without glass is a world with the glass not even half full. No glass? Wine would taste odd. Sales would plunge. Vineyards worldwide would be forced to downsize. No wine glasses? No more wedding toasts. Result? A plunging birth rate. No glass? No eyeglasses. We'd be bumping into everything and anyone. How could we tell our friends from our opponents? No glass? Where would pickles go? In wooden boxes? I don't think so. No glass? No more car windshields. What used to be a 30-minute commute for millions would stretch to well over two and a half hours each way as folks worldwide would be forced to drive no faster than 15 miles an hour without their glass windshield. So, way more congestion, more carbon emissions, and faster global warming, rising sea levels, and inevitable untold catastrophe. Meanwhile, the world economy would shrink, schools would have to start later and go well into the evening, Forcing students and teachers to live at school because, yes, no glass for headlights, so no night driving. Thousands would look increasingly disheveled without glass mirrors. Grooming standards would plummet, and the fashion industry might take generations to adapt to a world without glass mirrors and glass windows. A world without glass is a slippery slope indeed. So, next time you take advantage of glass in whatever form, be sure and thank someone. Let's all do our part to keep the glass at least half full.
0: Listening to Men in Charge, and no, you can't be upgraded to Men in Charge Plus. listening to men in charge and our sponsor bottled water water is not truly fresh unless it's made in a factory and encased in plastic drink bottled water today men in charge is brought to you today by grandpa's landscaping
6: listener how many times has this happened to you you gazed disgustedly out at your front yard, noting the dead former lawn, the random piles of rocks and branches, the mostly empty beer cans and bottles, as well as the odd tire. Some of the junk comes from your angry neighbors.
2: Clean up your yard, you jerk!
6: But most of the problem is you, because you're lazy and useless. So, whatever can you do? Well, you clearly need a professional. But since that's too expensive, try Grandpa's Landscaping.
5: Howdy! You can call me Grandpa. Somebody ought to, damn it. I never hear from my kids since they talked me into that reverse mortgage.
6: And after an extended interview to identify your particular landscaping needs...
5: Looks like you need to have a lot of stuff raked up and hauled off. Know any reliable neighborhood kids? I sure could use a sit-down. I started this landscaping business because I needed to get out of the house, you know. Bored with TV and online poker. How about a cup of coffee? No cream, just sugar. I thought the bank was supposed to send me money every month, but my kids explained it different.
6: Soon, the extent of your landscaping project is all lined up. The plantings, turf, and mulch all drawn in by Grandpa's Sketches.
5: Oh, you mean I'm supposed to do some sketches? Show me some paper and a number two pencil, and I'll get right to it. Meanwhile, do you have, you know, a little uh, something extra I might pour in my coffee?
6: (laughs) Finally, the day arrives, and the transformation of your yard begins.
5: Afternoon! Sorry I'm so late. Uh, By the way, you got any tools?
6: minutes pass and as this lovable old grandpa pokes gently with your shovel at the baked clay of your yard he proves himself quite the raconteur oof
5: break time already say uh could you drive me to the pharmacy i think
6: i pulled something so if you have no interest in yard work and no money to speak of call grandpa's landscaping and learn more about reverse mortgages
0: Hey there, listener. It's me, A, itinerant mafia goon. Introduce yourself to the nice
2: folks, Largo. I'm Largo, the muscle, and I too have an itinerary. It's called retirement.
0: Uh, excuse me while I take a sip of my ice-cold pina colada. Largo and I are enjoying the relaxing vibe of the beach at San Jacuenta
2: If you remember... This is where you first met us years ago when we was working to keep the beach safe for the Pablo Escobar Surf School. An important job for Mr. Capablanco, the boss.
0: Well, he was the boss until Mr. Giuliani and his mother moved into
2: town.
3: Excuse me, sirs. Uh, May I bring you anything from the beach bar? I'm good.
2: I'll have another boilermaker. Here, could you please take my old glass?
0: Oh dear. Sorry lady, my friend, he don't know his own strength.
2: That's why I'm the muscle. Also, could you clean up this glass from our area of the beach? I feel unsafe with it hidden there in the sand.
3: Well, I'll be right back with your Boilermaker and some kind of sand cleaning apparatus. Thank
0: yous. Boy, it sure is nice being able to order somebody else around for a change. And Largo, why don't you order a beach drink?
2: Because I gotta keep my head clear for our surfing lesson later, Aiden. That
0: might be fun. Listener, we got retired from the Cosa Nostra after we picked a man named Bambi's pocket for a code book that the boss wanted. But it turned out
2: we got a fake code book instead. Mr. Giuliani was pretty mad. I don't speak Italian, but I think he cursed us out real bad.
0: Retirement ain't so tough. Personally, I'm looking forward to the jacuzzi at our hotel. Carrying Mrs. Giuliani's car around Lower Heights really put a kink in my
2: back.
4: Hey, Aiden Longo. Hello, boys.
2: Ah, it's Mrs. Giuliani. Maybe she's brought us a floral arrangement to celebrate our retirement.
0: I doubt it. Hello, Mrs. Giuliani. I don't think you're supposed to drive on the sand. The San Quinta Lifeguard Service might have something to say about that.
4: Idiot, I am the San Jaquenta Lifeguard Service.
2: Hey, look, your cousin Ginny's with her. Hey, Ginny.
4: Hey, Woggle. Well, 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 what do we have here? Two pasty boys who think they've earned a little downtime?
2: We're retired. Mr. Giuliani told us we was out of the family business one way or the other.
0: We did not prefer the cement overshoes option. Here we can relax and still be useful.
2: Useful? What do you mean? Like this. See that kid over there flying his kite? Hey kid, this part of the beach is dedicated to Pablo Escobar's surfing school.
4: Beat it. That was unnecessarily mean, even for me, Largo. I don't know. Maybe parts of a public beach, what everybody pays for through their taxes, should be set aside in an effort to foster more beach-oriented
2: private industry. That's why I like you, Ginny. You always talk so smart.
3: Uh, excuse me, folks. Here's your boilermaker, sir. That'll be $8.
2: Thank you. Here, keep the change.
0: Anyway, your Dusenberg is kind of blocking our line to the sun, Mrs. Giuliani. We're working on our tans here.
2: Boys,
4: you're gonna love this. I got a proposition for you. Remember when Don Capoblanco had you working the door at Spunky McBeef's electrical arcade?
2: Yeah, so What?
4: I bet you boys still got your keys and your codes to that place. You were fired kind of all of a sudden. Typical.
0: I believe we still have our access codes, Mrs. Giuliani. But that's all back in our hotel room. Now, if you don't mind...
4: I want you fellas to bust in there tonight and empty all the arcade machines, the skee-ball games, and bill changes. I'll provide some eyes for the front and back entrances.
2: But Mrs. Giuliani, breaking into machines, that's junk change.
4: But that's where you're wrong, Largo. Some of those machines have Susan B. Anthony Dollar coins in them.
2: I don't know, Mrs. Giuliani. Watching this stretch of beach, yelling at kids, and drinking boilermakers is as close to straight as Aiden and I are likely to get. We've taken our lumps for many years already. (sighs) Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in.
0: The true enemy has not yet shown his face.
4: What's he saying? What's Aiden saying? I can't hear him when he's doubled over and
2: clutching at his chest. I think the stress of your proposition put him over the top, Mrs. Giuliani. Aiden hasn't been himself lately.
4: It might be a heart attack. That runs in the family. Along with losing extremities to chainsaws. (sighs) All right, all right. I'll go get some of my lifeguard services people to haul Aiden to a hospital. We passed one, right down the beach. Don't think this gets you out of the family business, Aiden. If you survive.
2: Are they gone? They are. I'll pretend to keep helping you, just in case they look back.
0: Okay. Okay. And can you give me a sip of my pina colada? Acting sick is thirsty work.
2: Righto, here you go. <coughs> ah, that hits the spot. Quit thinking, Aiden. And by the time she comes back with help, we can be gone.
0: Sure, there are public beaches in Santa Cana and Los Ahimbros that also have need of our special from-retirement-only services.
2: You mean I can yell at more kids?
0: Yeah, and if necessary, break their kites. Come on, Largo. We've got work to do.
1: It's time to thank the cast, and I'm gonna thank them because I'm feeling a little more grateful than Kevin is. Yeah, I never am. We'd like to thank... Ann Porter, Nancy Roth, Kevin Decker, Tony Flynn, Jody Stewart Strobel, Scott Herrick, and Nisha Schramm. We'd also like to thank the writers, Scott Herrick, Kevin Decker, and Tony Flynn, and the Bad Plus for our theme music, 7 Minute Mind. We'd
0: also like to give thanks to our best buds who are always around to bail us out of juvie, Vern Windham. (laughs) Gary Boyce, Nisha Schramm, Nancy Roth, Savannah Rothy, and the fellow who never tires of reminding us that before there was a Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, there was Kukla, J. Edgar Hoover, and Brian. Brian Lindsay.
1: Oh, God, that's good. (laughs)